Welcome to the Nifty Chicks, and welcome to this week's episode of the Nifty News. Wax Studios, featured earlier this week on the NF Tutorials episode 75, sold out its play-to-earn strategy game, Music Mogul. Chevrolet attempts to auction an NFT, which comes with a free Corvette and herd crickets. Finally, is the metaverse suited for remote work? Find this out and more on this week's Nifty News. Let's do this. Welcome to the Nifty Chicks. Hi, Mindy Zell. How are you? Hi, Jen FT. I'm good. How are you? I am good. I am good. I'm actually excited. We've got some good topics today. We do. We do. Um, I just, I love um, actually doing the news. I think it's kind of fun to just have a little review. And, 100%. and see what's happening in the world of NFTs, especially. So I, I did my best when I was looking for news today to find news that was not bad news. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I feel like that's all we talk about is like bad news. The markets are down. Somebody's NFTs got stolen. So I tried to be more positive this week in what we were sharing on the news. I like that. I like that. Um, <clears throat> everyone, I, I think everyone in this world needs a little bit more positivity in their lives. So let's, let's bring it. Let's do it. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen and let's talk about, I wanted to talk about this one because we we did a you know we talked we did the tutorial about wax this week and i kind of touched on this a little bit in the tutorial um about the music mogul but then this popped up on the news that they launched this new p2e strategy game music mogul launched yes. its first nft and sold out immediately which is pretty unheard of right now in with projects selling out right so yeah um, i was excited to hear that they sold out given the the way that the markets are not a lot of projects are selling out immediately so it's always nice to see when a project does um and that proves its success um so for anyone that's listening p2e stands for play to earn um, right. What that means is that as you play video games, I'm sure all of us can remember playing video games um, as a kid or even still today. Uh, most of the time for decades, you would play the game just for fun. But now yeah. what we're seeing in the Web3 space is that these games are becoming a source of income. So you can play and depending on what the thing is, whether you're winning battles, winning races, if you win, you actually make money on that. So this is pretty cool to see the play to earn space. Um, Joel Com actually mentioned that last year, 2021 was the year of PFP, which is the profile picture year of NFTs. And this year was the play to earn game, uh, play to earn um, year, the year of play to earn. And I have to say, like, it's starting to shape out that way. He's not wrong. Yeah. So it looks like um, they sold these in packs and they were $75 in wax P, which we talked about in episode 75. Um, and then each NFT pack contains a random mix of 25 NFTs that can come in five different levels. So I did a thing, Gen FT. Guess what I What'd did? You do? Of course. You bought one? Well, I, I may have bought a pack and I thought it would be really fun to open it on the show. 
Yes, that would be amazing. That's so fun. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So let me go to my wax wallet. And as you do that, um, one of the things that I think is really interesting about the play to earn space to kind of continue what I was mentioning is that for so many years, parents were like, no, my kid plays too many video games, too many video games. But now we're seeing a shift in the way parents think about their kids and and the space, the gaming space is like it actually can generate some income for them. So it's not always necessarily a bad thing. Video games, you know, we're always kind of like this, like, oh, my kid plays too many video games. But now it's becoming actually kind of a cool thing where they can make their right. own income now, and be independent. Yeah, now your kids can help pay the rent. <laughs> Yes, that's right. That's right. right. All right, let's do this. I'm excited. Okay, so I've got my Music Mogul Pop Artist Pack pulled up here. And basically, I just go over here on the bottom right and click Unpack. And it takes me, it looks like it takes me to their website, Music Mogul. Um, let's see here. It says I've got one pack right here, the Mint 1037. Pop Artist Pack, Open Pop Artist Pack. Can you see that? I can. I'm excited. Okay. Let's see. Hopefully, you'll be able to see this. Yay! Oh, that was so fun. Yeah. Okay. So it looks like I got a whole bunch of busking beginners. Um, and you got a bar gig, bar gig battler. battler. Uh, ooh, I got a stadium superstar. That's got to be good, right? It's got to be. I mean, it's golden. Okay. So it looks like I got a bunch of, I would say the busking beginners are like the most generic. Um, but this stadium superstar is probably a good card. Um, I don't know why it's not letting me like double click on that. Um, so it says it may take a few minutes before they show up in my inventory. Uh, so let's. That's pretty cool. I mean, we were just talking to someone, um, I believe recently, Maybe the episode will come out uh, within the next couple of weeks about how how to make the experience of minting that much more exciting. And I feel like that was pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that like it, there could have been more glitz and glamour with this. I mean, it's we're talking about music and like your superstars and all that. Um, so let's look at this one. Can you see my Calvin DeCapel? I can. So, that is so cool. It doesn't really tell us a lot, but it's a stadium superstar. He, Calvin DeCapo swears he was born in the wrong generation, a native of Havana, Cuba. His jazz pop vibe is soft, smooth, and radio ready. Enjoys mojitos more than he likes to admit. Uh, <laughs> Same. Relatable. So, yeah. That's super cool. Very fun. Anyway, I thought it would be fun to share that with everybody and show, you know, a pack opening. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to the next article, which, Jen F.T., I knew you would appreciate this one since you're kind of a car gal. Um, I am. So 
Chevrolet decided to get into the NFT game and they're doing NFTs that are accompanied by an actual Corvette. Yeah. And I think the shocking element here is that the opening bid was um, uh, 206 ETH, which at the time was $235,000. The potential winner would have received a unique minted green Corvette Z06, which would be the only car painted in this color. And they didn't get a single bid on this uh, NFT and or car. So probably disappointing for them, but Ultimately, I think it was overpriced. I mean, yes, Corvettes in general are in real life expensive. So you would think that the NFT that comes with a Corvette is also going to be expensive. But um, I don't know. I think would you spend $235,000 on a green Corvette? I I would not. I would not. (laughs) And um, yeah, I think they just over I think they could have done this. I mean, yes, they would have been at a loss but done this on a fairly inexpensive NFT and you get the Corvette and that would have driven a whole volume of people and activities and hype and um, would have been really getting the community engaged. Um, But instead they priced it at a very reasonable for a brand new uh, Corvette, unique one of one in real life Corvette. And then you're pricing out like a majority of so many other things they could, there's so many other things they could have done with this. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could have, it could have been like own the NFT, get the Corvette, but that also gets you like a lifetime supply of oil changes or gas or into an exclusive Corvette community that I don't know. Uh, I just yeah. feel like there's, there's a lot of other things they could have done here. And instead it, it to me feels like they went for a money grab with yeah, an expensive NFT that comes with a car that you could just you could go buy a Corvette and get it painted green if you wanted to for a lot less yeah. than that. Yeah. Especially in a I down totally market. Right? Yes, totally agree. Yeah, they're they're largely attributing it to the down market and the market conditions, but um, I just yeah, think it was I, I thought it was funny though that they extended the auction, saying that it was due to the craziness of NFT NYC, and that's why nobody bid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I believe that might not be true. <laughs> I believe that might not be true either. Okay, moving on. Uh, so there was a, this, I mean, this was a little bit of bad news, but I actually don't see this as bad news because I feel like they're cracking down on people that are, um, you know, doing bad things in the market. And this was an intentional rug pull. And so the baller ape club NFT founder could face up to 40 years in prison for what they're saying is a pre-planned rug pull, which I mean, I guess probably all rug pulls are pre-planned, right? I mean, I, if that's what you're going to do, or maybe some people don't go into it with that intention. And then they're like, Oh, we screwed up. Now we're going to pull the rug. I, I don't know. I don't think I can I can possibly understand the mindset of of people who like literally knowingly take people's money and don't give them right. anything in return. That to me is just absolutely wild. Um, yeah. But I actually like this. I think this is positive news as well, because 
it's going to, if not, I think, I believe it's going to perhaps cause the next person that is going to be like trying to pull the same thing to stop and hesitate before they do that, that if they get caught, there are serious consequences. And like right. so many people, I think, feel like in this space specifically, you are um, untouchable. And right. um, I like to see people, bad eggs, bad people in this space being held accountable so that maybe we can shift this, this space into a more kind of um, well-intended Right. Kind of environment for people, which yes. I mean, I do think that the majority of people yes. in the States have good intentions. Yes. I mean, there's always going to be bad, bad players, right? There's, I mean, you're sure. always going to have that in, in any space. So, yeah. And my hope is that the next person that does this is like, Ooh, 40 years in prison. Ooh, wouldn't want that. Yeah. Maybe I won't, maybe I won't steal everyone's money and just disappear. <laughs> right. Maybe I'll be a good person. Yeah. So I thought that this one was really interesting. And they they did an experiment and put people to work in the metaverse um, for a 40-hour work week. And, I mean, not really surprising, but some people couldn't cut it in the metaverse for, I mean, some people only made it a few hours. Yeah. I'm not terribly surprised. So um, my in real life job requires a lot of zoom calls and um, it's almost more exhausting to do zoom calls all day from home than it is than I, I found than it was actually being in the office and doing the same amount of phone uh, zoom calls or conference calls or meetings in person. There's something about the kind of the electronic than virtual type of space that was just draining. Right. And yeah. um, so I'm not entirely surprised that like a 40 hour work week is a 40 hour work week. But when you're 40 hours uh, virtual with headsets or whatever kind of technology you need, I'm so not surprised that well, um, and people if you played, if you played with an Oculus at any point in time for an extended period of time, like I play, you know, a lot of like Beat Saber and like other games. I mean, you put that like it hurts your head, like just exactly. holding it on there, especially if you're doing anything that's like requiring motion. Um, yep. It hurts like it physically hurts your head after a while. And then I do. I mean, they were saying like people felt eye strain and frustration and anxiety. I'm sure frustration came from technology and trying to figure out where you're supposed to be. I mean, getting around like it's it's good, but it's not great. And it's definitely not like real life. Yeah, know? I don't know if I see a world where we're, you know, with a headset for 40 hours doing our work week. I don't know if I, I, do, see I, just, I do. Yeah, see I don't know that people can. I don't know. I, maybe they eventually will be able to. I mean, I also never expected to be on my cell phone as much as I am now, you know, like yeah. Yeah. we we'll see how we adjust evolve, and but... grow with the technology as it happens. So, yeah, I do think, though, like what I do picture is um, a combination of a Web 2, Web 3 world where. You know, um, I have a work day. A anybody has a typical work day and they're engaging in their own space, doing in real life stuff on computers, technologies, whatever. 
But then when they meet, it would be kind of fun. And I could see a world where this happens where I put on my Oculus and then say you and I were going to meet with a couple of other people um, in the same room. Instead of doing it that way, we go into the Web3, go into the metaverse. We are all sitting down with our Oculuses in our own spaces, but in in the Oculus's view and in the metaverse, like we're living right next to each other and in sharing the same space. So I, I could see where we step into the Web3 which Metaverse we can do that at meeting. any time. We can, we can. totally do that. Yeah. We could yeah. we could have the nifty chicks in the metaverse and we could have right. our show, you know, broadcast yeah. there. I see that becoming oh. more mainstream adopted, right? Like you and yeah. I and and anybody listening are super early to this space, but I could see, you know, I could see where I was working at a you know a financial firm where if we need a meeting with bosses or investors or clients, we put on the Oculus and we engage like we are in real life, but in the metaverse, I could see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So that's it for the news. Uh want to make sure that you guys are um, leaving us reviews on whatever podcast player you are listening on because reviews really help us get, ranked and that way more people find out about the nifty chicks because that's what we want right we want more people to find out about the show and start learning about nfts and getting into the space and understanding because you know that's right. we want more that's people more friends to join us here that's right that's our mission all right everyone thank you so much for listening to the nifty chicks always remember invest in yourself you are worth it Please listen carefully to the following disclaimer. Neither the host nor the guests of the Nifty Chicks podcast are acting in the capacity of financial advisors. We wish to remain transparent and impartial to the NFT community at all times, and therefore, the content provided by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests are intended for general information purposes only. Nothing written or discussed by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests should be construed or relied upon as investment, financial, legal, regulatory, accounting, tax, or similar advice. Nothing should be interpreted as a solicitation to invest in any cryptocurrency or NFT, and nothing herein should be construed as a recommendation to engage in any investment strategy or transaction. Please be advised that it is in your own best interest to consult with investment, legal, tax, or similar professionals regarding any specific situation and any prospective transaction decisions. You must do your own research when considering investing in cryptocurrencies or NFTs. We are simply sharing our journey with you as we learn more about the world of NFTs. Happy minting.